You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. All right, we are live. Um, hi, I'm Katie Harris. I am owner and CEO of Nursepreneurs, and I am here with the Well um, Well Nurse Group. And we have today with us Charlene Platon, Jillian Littlefield, Michael Horn, and Kathy Schaefer. I am so excited to have you guys here with us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, listen, guys, uh, so today uh, we're talking about uh, burnness, uh, burnout and wellness for nurses. Uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your business um, and how you came up with the idea and, you know, where you're going with it? Sure. And I could start here and um, everyone feel free to jump in as well. And, and um, it's really exciting because it's almost been a year, actually, since we all uh, first met and came together with this idea, and we all actually joined in together in May 2020 for the Nurse Hack for Health COVID-19 virtual hackathon, and they had a resiliency and self-care challenge, and we all met together in the same team, and that was where the idea came to be for WellNurse, and so we were really fortunate to win the hackathon under the resiliency and self-care challenge, and ever since, we've been really meeting um, every week, I mean, sometimes multiple times a week. Um, to get this idea up and running. And and then we were able to, we were really fortunate to have Michael join our team and he's our lead developer and he's been really helping us with bringing our vision to life. So so that's where we came up with the idea and we're, we're just so glad to be here at this point. So how did you, um, what were kind of like the different opportunities to address? Uh, so are you guys addressing burnout direct on? Um, so resiliency and self-care challenge. Um, what were some of the kind of the, the other ideas that you played with before you came up with what you came up with? And Kathy or Jillian, do you want to speak to that one? Uh, so I'll, oh yeah, I'll jump in. Um, when I joined the hackathon, I didn't have an idea. I actually was looking at the tracks and the ideas that were already presented um, that you could join a team. And at the time, COVID had, COVID had started really impacting hospitals. And where I work um, in a university that partners with an academic um, hospital, and I was already starting to see within those few months of the pandemic, some impact on the nurses at the bedside. And I had joined um, some of my colleagues in forming what we called Nurse to Nurse, a peer support group to try to help those nurses through the struggling times. And I just wanted to um, join some group to see what I could do on a larger scale. And Charlene um, had already had this little, I guess, you know, description, a little, um, you know, almost, almost kind of like, hey, come join my team plug. And I, her idea was to develop something to help with wellness and burnout and build resiliency, which was something I was already starting um, in the, my academic practice. And so I joined her team and that's how I was attracted to doing what she was doing. There was a little rough idea. I think Charlene, you had already thought about creating an, an app or something like that, but it wasn't really flushed out. Right. Mm -hmm. So how did you guys, what, when you formed this team, were there more people in this team um, when you first started or, or how did you kind of shake people out or how did, how did you guys become to be the, the four that are running this? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was many of us. I can't remember how many. There was a lot of us. Do you remember how many? Ten. Yeah, ten. Oh, ten oh my total. gosh. <laughs> yeah. You're a big, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of ideas in, in one business. <laughs> yeah. And so we made it work during like the hackathon. And then after we actually continued to work together with, I think there was, was it like seven of us? Mm -hmm. Um, That continued on for like a couple months. And then people kind of slowly fell to the wayside because, you know, life. Um, So we just ended up being the ones that kind of continually met every week and engaged um, outside of the hackathon. And then that's kind of how we formed <laughs> this team. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, because we, we do see that a lot. Like sometimes we'll have nurses come in and they want to, you know, partner with like five or six other friends. And it, it can be very difficult to manage like really large groups. Um, mm-hmm. But so you, this, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the business model is, um, what, uh, how you anticipate helping nurses and how it's going to generate money. Yeah. And Kathy, do you want to speak to the business model piece? Sure. So our idea, um, we are actually looking at revolutionizing self-care for nurses. You know, we are nurses. Three of us are nurses and Michael is our tech support. Actually, he's, he's our tech. tech. <laughs> he's more than our tech, tech support. Mm-hmm. He's our developer. He's mm-hmm. the developer of our ideas. Um, and we all come from, nurse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, oh, he, you know, we come from three different backgrounds, but we all have a common theme of how do we, how do we push forward um, self-care? You know, we've heard about it. People talk about it. It's almost like this, um, this mystical thing out there in the real world for nurses, but we don't practice it ourselves. And so our idea has to be, um, well-rounded for nurses our biggest mod our biggest project is the development of our app which is a app design that in real time nurses can take a pulse check a self check how am i feeling in this moment and from that what can i do quickly you know we all know that um compassion fatigue and burnout it's when we're in a constant state of fight or flight and it's that constant sympathetic um nervous system on overload or, you know, and then it it starts to, you know, the gas starts to give out. And what we're trying to do is shift nurses into the parasympathetic um, response and create relaxation. And so the app is one of our, um, I guess you'd say it's our biggest um, piece right now of our of our company. Um, We're looking to offer a freemium model so that we feel that every nurse should have some support. And so there'll be features on the app, but then we have expanded features on our app that nurses would pay for. There are other things that we are um, in the process of developing in our company, looking at structured, um, are we have live streams as well, in which we invite nurses to come and share their stories. And so that would be part of our features of our paid model. Uh, eventually we'd like to partner with, you know, right now we're looking at a B2C model, but we eventually want to get to, you know, shortly to a B2B model. So we could work with institutions because we realize that we have to stop sending nurses to these one day seminars of how to breathe and really work with the institutional structures that really are preventing nurses from breathing. And so if we can work with the B2B model and help them really identify what's missing from the, this set of nurses or what, what do we need more to support this group of nurses, that will help, I think, really look at the institution in changing the mindset of how to care for their nurses. 
Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that's so important because I think it's important to, you know, give the nurse uh, strategies to help herself or himself uh, to deal with everyday stress. But ultimately, uh, by not going to the organizations, it's just kind of like, you know, you can center yourself and then you come back to the same mess the next day. and It's just kind of like nothing changed. Um, so working with the organizations, that's really, really powerful. Um, so what do you see yourselves doing with these organizations? Yeah, so there's there's actually a lot of different things that we can do. Um, one of the strategies right now in healthcare systems and in healthcare organizations is that they have wellness programs. Um, but the, the, the thing is that a lot of healthcare professionals don't necessarily know about the benefits that are offered by these wellness programs. Um, so one of the things that we plan to do is bridge that gap. So really connecting um, the nurse to the resources that are available in their institutions or by their wellness programs. Um, so we do hope to be just like that central hub so that nurses can directly know what's available to them. So in addition to learning about their own individual wellness, they'll also know how their healthcare system is supporting them. And that's what we that's one of the things that we really want to um, try to target because, you know, right now there's uh, employee assistance programs that are offered by healthcare organizations and, you know, throughout different employees, uh, employers out there in in the world. But only 5.5% of employees actually utilize EAP services and that's throughout all industries. So there's there's a big gap there and we could really, um, we could really, you know, target that and see how we could help that. Yeah, that's important too, because, uh, you know, the, I've seen a lot of wellness and even uh, one of my own institutions has wellness and I never get around to it or, you know, it's just not convenient and stuff. But I think like having, or I have to log into the email and I just don't have access. So having an app, I think would be uh, an ideal situation. Um, so would those be like organization specific apps? Yeah, and Michael, do you want to speak to how that might work with the organization apps? Yeah. So. What we want to do basically is offer a kind of specific, like more specific version of the app for each um, organization so that basically the staff for a particular organization will all be connected by a uh, particular version of our app. So in the beginning, we're, we're kind of, we're creating the more general version of the app that, you know, people like anybody can download and use from the app store, but um, moving towards the B2B, uh, we do want to have like the, um, basically a version of the app where like the, the staff in within a particular hospital will be able to connect with each other. And also um, administrators will be able to kind of keep tabs on the general wellness of, of their staff. staff. So, um, and, and Michael, this one's for you too. So how like difficult is it to just kind of put an app like this together? I mean, is this something you can just kind of throw together or <laughs> I'm imagining not, but. <laughs> uh, there are there are some hurdles, especially with the, um, yeah, especially you. with, <laughs> especially uh, with, um, I guess the, the, the main thing is creating an app which can be easily sort of customized towards individual organizations, you know? So yeah, the, the hard thing is that, that generalization, but once we have that, we can kind of, um, 
<laughs> once it's once it's built um, in this kind of general way, um, it's it's not too difficult to create a, a a version of the app that will work for um, many different organizations, uh, basically. So. Okay, uh, and what kind of responses have you guys gotten, or have you approached these organizations? How, how are they responding to it, like initially? Yeah. Oh, and and I did want to say too before I answer that, um, with the organizational platform, we do um, just um, to add to what Michael was saying, we do plan to have a wellness pulse. So really, just an overview of how how nurses are doing um, across the different departments and. Um, just to assess how their overall wellness is. And, and that's just speaking to what Michael was mentioning earlier. And so we have connected with several healthcare organizations already who have expressed interest. And, you know, they are, you know, since this is pretty, this is a pretty new concept, I would say, for the healthcare industry. I think that a lot of, a lot of organizations are wondering, you know, how can we um, see what the outcomes are for an app like this? Is there a way to, to know that this is going to work? And, you know, in these situations, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg sometimes, right, where it's where, you know, um, we know that having this data available will be helpful, but but without being able to test in different organizations first, it's it's kind of, you know, we, we need to have um, we need to find an organization that will um, go with us on this journey. And, and that's what we're hoping to do with this beta test that we're that we're launching on uh, May 6. So hoping to find different organizations who could help us. Um, partner with us so that we could see on a broader level how how these outcomes or how how the data will be captured for the nurses in their organization. Um, but so that's just one of the questions. And of course, there's also um, questions when it comes to privacy and when it comes to, you know, the anonymity of the nurses or the data that's being presented. But um, and Michael, you could you could also speak to that piece. Um, but we've been really um, doing what we can to make sure that they're is that privacy um, integrated into our app and to make sure that um, nurses feel secure when they're on the platform. And what kind of what kind of outcomes are you, do you think you or imagine that you'll be collecting um, or have or anticipating that you'll be collecting that you can use or that healthy healthcare systems could leverage? Yeah, and uh, Kathy or Jillian, um, do you want to speak to that? Or Jillian, maybe? Yeah, um, so we want to look at, you know, pre and post, you know, how they're feeling, you know, when using this um, app. And that's something that we've already begun to look at through our beta test. Um, but, you know, when we start to implement this into organizations, I think that will be a huge thing um, that they're going to want to understand um, is when they're doing like a check in um, on the app it will kind of give them feedback of, you know, what they're feeling in that moment um, and kind of present this to them. And I, I, what we're hoping is like a real time sort of visual um, um, kind of on this panel that we have created. So they can continually kind of check in um, on this and see where they're at or where their employees are at. Do you see this being able to help with like um, with a staffing turnover and stuff? I'm sorry, Kathy. No, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, we know that um, data shows that one in five new to nurse, new practice nurses, will leave the bedside within the first year, and so we're hoping that we can start to stop that trend. Listen, it, and I'm going to be totally honest here, and I might get killed by <laughs> people, but. 
we do a horrible job in nursing education and putting nurses out at the bedside in this way. When nurses leave the bedside, the mentality is, oh God, there's gonna be five more coming right behind them, so we'll just fill up the space. We don't have to worry about it. But no one has really thought to step back and say, why are all these nurses leaving? And then we look at turnover. We look at you know how much it costs to orient a new nurse. And what, what happens? That affects the bottom line and that affects the budget. And that impacts, okay, well, now we have to either work with less nurses on the unit or we can't develop the, the you know the the cancer pavilion or we have to be really you know we have to really tighten we can't give raises so why can't we preempt that why can't we look at ways to keep them at the bedside um or at least and if they're at the bedside why can't we think of ways to have them um maybe increase compassion satisfaction and decrease mm -hmm. compassion you know fatigue and so that is definitely something that we are um hoping to look at as well in addition to the, you know, their, their own sense of wellness and how they feel. Yeah. I mean, that, that's huge. And I, because, and I would say that's like one of the biggest problems is that uh, as nurses, and I, I don't mean to speak for the whole profession, but I'll speak for myself. I just always felt um, replaceable, right? Like no matter how hard I tried to make myself useful and important in the hospital, I always felt like I was like one step away from you know just being like all right you're done <laughs> you know like we'll just replace you and and we'll go on and then it that really kills your drive to deliver more to an institution um when you feel like they'll just get rid of you if times are tough and i i and maybe that's what COVID's really bringing out too like with all these furloughs that that have occurred so um how, how do you guys uh, feel like i mean this feels like it's so timely <laughs> um, but what is the impact of COVID on launching this business as well yeah so uh, I mean I think that COVID was a really big driver in in um, a lot of this a lot of what we're doing but also for a lot of initiatives that are similar to promoting nursing wellness and well-being and it's just kind of funny because we've always known that there was um, challenges with nursing burnout since the 1970s it's very very well documented probably long before that even, but we, but, you know, nurses have never really been in the spotlight. And I think that just, just because we're now so, you know, uh, there's so much awareness of what nurses do and who nurses are, people are now actually paying attention and, and they're now knowing a little bit more about what nurses, um, you know, the, the role that nurses play. And we know that very well. So it's just kind of interesting to see how the public perceives nurses and, and I just remember um, thinking even when the pandemic started um, really early on, I just, it was such a jarring concept because it was literally like overnight, nurses were perceived as janitors in the hospital to healthcare heroes. And I just remember thinking that is such a jarring switch. And I just, it took me a while to process all that. Um, but but in a way it's really been kind of, it's it's been a great way to spotlight what, uh, you know, who nurses are and, and um, and I think um, it also spotlights the fact that we need help and and we we need support. So I think that um, really having all this out there was was the me momentum that that we needed. And you know we're not the only um, organizations who've been working on this. There have been many others in the healthcare industries who have been trying to um, promote the well-being of nurses and other healthcare professionals. But it really hasn't been a top, top priority until now. We're seeing a lot of nurses leaving. We're seeing a lot of people having trouble with hiring new nurses. So now the whole concept of replacing a nurse is just not applicable anymore. 
it's very hard to hire a healthcare professional now. So, so I think that it's, um, it's really great timing, but anything that we could do to help, um, you know, even, even beyond, um, you know, beyond COVID, this is, this is something that I, I'm sure will be a need for a long, long time. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's funny because the, the the staffing agencies are, they recognize how hard it is to get a nurse now and their prices are going up and up and up and up and it's going to like bankrupt the hospitals. Um, but, and, but at the same time, the hospitals have always budgeted for like a huge amounts of money to pay for um, agency nurses or, you know, just temporary people, to, nurses to come into the unit. That always blew my mind. <laughs> like, it's like, why don't you just invest in the nurses that you have? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, so what do you guys think is the difference between you and what everybody else is doing for uh, just to promote self-care? Yeah, and um, feel free to jump in, um, everyone, um, on this question, because I think it's a great one. I do think that what we do that's different is that we're really targeting a multi-pronged approach to, to nursing wellness and um, in reducing nursing burnout. Um, because a lot of that, what's out there right now is, a lot of it is really specific to the individual. And while that's really important, I think that it also, you know, there's also a level of responsibility that healthcare organizations have to really um, have this conversation and promote this, you know, really prioritize it, you know, truly prioritize and take action when it comes to nursing well-being. Um, so having the transparency of the data that we offer or that we're that we're planning to offer to healthcare organizations, I think will really drive these difficult conversations and drive the, the change that's really needed for nursing wellness and for healthcare professional um, wellness. Um, so that's what I perceive to be the biggest um the biggest difference for what we offer, we're really a wellness hub. We want to make wellness easy. We want to, you know, so really revolutionizing wellness so that it's easy and accessible for our healthcare professionals. And I think the fact that we're all nurses and that we've kind of walked in these same shoes and we can empathize and we're here to listen and we really want to learn from other nurses and how we can you know, make this app the best it can be for them and their needs um, and continually you know, re, um, you know, improve the app over time. Right. I think in addition to that too, besides um, we're all nurses, you know, we bring, we are subject matter experts. You know, I'm, I'm a compassion fatigue professional and Jillian is a um, psychiatric nurse practitioner. So, you know, between the two of us, we bring, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I just to be. It's just a matter of time, Jillian. But I mean, yeah. we, you're already an expert, Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and also based on your what you do currently as a nurse, you know, working in yeah. a, in a student's yeah. health center, dealing with young, you know, young people, right? These are the nurses that we're trying to to um, to relate, you know, to really connect with to stop it before it starts, right? And so mm -hmm. I think that's a difference too between anything that's out there and what we bring to the table is that we are nurses. We bring our own wellness and mental health issues to um, as experience, and we are subject matter experts. Mm -hmm. And like Charlene was saying, I mean, in essence, you know, all nurses want to feel supported. So that when you go to work, you want to feel like someone's behind you. And this, I feel like partnering with these organizations will enable that um, just as us being advocates for that in, in itself um, and advocating for organizations to pursue um, this way of going about um, helping their nurses. So how do you guys envision, um, like 
let's say the ideal scenario where all these nurses have your app, like how do you envision it being utilized like multiple times a day or uh, what would be kind of like the perfect scenario? So, um, you know, ideally nurses would be able to use the app at least once a day. And, you know, um, it's it's different for everyone in terms of what time of the day they'd want to use it. But um, but because we're offering self-care practices um, for the individual nurse, um, you know, practicing these different uh, methods of self-care really takes time. Um, it's not something that, you know, um, it's not something that if you're feeling stress and you, you do a self-care activity once, you'll feel the, you know, um, you know, immediate relief, but it's, it's really like exercising. You have to practice it over time. And, and I've been meditating every day for this entire year so far, and it's been a game changer. Um, and, and, you know, Michael's also a really great um, advocate and practitioner of meditation. And, and I think that this is something we really need to put out there just as much as you need to exercise regularly for your physical health. You really also need to flex your mental muscles and, um, and so I think if, if nurses try to use the app at least once a day, or even during those times when they are feeling more stressed, I think that what we offer could be really helpful. Um, but we also offer a community platform so, so you could still connect with other nurses um, whenever you are feeling um, that you would like to see what other people are doing or thinking or feeling and, and um, really sharing that experience with others. So how do you see that community um, laid out? Is it different forums that, that'll be there? Is it a, one big community? Yeah, uh, right. yeah go ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, right now it is, you know, sort of different forums, but we're kind of testing that out to see what people like the best and what they don't like so we can kind of cater to their preferences. Okay. And who came up with all these self-care practices? Did you guys do this together or...? All of us. Did you guys like write the meditations and everything? Yeah. Yep. yeah for the most part, we all recorded yeah. uh, meditations so far. Um, and, you know, like on our, we're incorporating some education as well, which kind of stems from my own education. Um, <laughs> so um, that's also been we've been starting to incorporate that as well okay so is there a big framework about what you included in the app um and why did you include how did you decide what was going to go into the app yeah so before we started developing the app we did some research to to actually see which um which practices for self-care were more effective for healthcare professionals and so that did um, guide some of the, the different meditations that we chose or the different self-care practices that we chose. Um, but we also, since we're all self-care um, practitioners and we all have different practices for our own well-being, a lot of it is also from our personal experience. And, and I know for myself, um, there's a lot of meditations that I've, that I've done at this point. And there are certain ones that I think would, from my experience as a nurse, would, that I think would be more helpful for nurses in particular. So I think a lot of it stems from that experience as well. Um, but Kathy and Jillian, feel free to, to add to that too. Yeah, I mean, we, we essentially did a literature review of, of what has been most successful when nurses have been dealing with, you know, different types of um, anxiety or, you know, burnout and, and things of that nature um, to gauge what would you know be a good starting point for this app um, based off of that research so that's kind of where we started and, and went from um, and I think you know that's similar to for 
how most people approach these things. Um, you kind of want to look at the research first to see what's going to be a, the best fit. Um, and then from there, of course, with the beta test, I think things will change as we get more feedback. I mean, that's been hugely helpful, you know, hearing firsthand what people think. Right. So, have, I mean, uh, when is your, your beta test is already in pro progress right now? We did one closed beta test already. Um, and now our next one is going to be an open beta test. Okay. And that means that you're going to invite people you don't know to come in? Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you always yeah, get good response from people you don't know. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got great feedback from our closed beta, but our open beta will um, allow up to 10,000 nurses to enroll. So we're really looking to invite um, as many nurses who are interested to join us and um, so we're really preparing for that launch right now, and, and it'll start on May 6th, which is the first day of National Nurses Week. So mm -hmm. we're really hoping to have it as an offering um, just in time for the recognition of nurses. That's awesome. Um, so, okay. So the, the, how are you going to, what is your kind of plan to get 10,000 nurses onto your app? So we have different podcasts lined up. Um, I've been I've been joining a few different live cast, uh, uh, sorry, live streams and podcasts, but um, we're also getting into different press releases. So um, with the Nurse Hack for Health that happened last year, I've I've gotten in touch with them, and they will do a press release featuring what we've done so far. So um, so that's going to be something to look forward to. Um, the next Nurse Hack for Health is actually May 14 to 16 of this year. So they have another one coming up very shortly. Um, so it'll be great to, um, I'll be part of that as well, but um, it'll be great since it's almost our one year anniversary. <laughs> and, um, you know, we have, diff we have different social media platforms. So we're going to be, um, we're going to be advertising about the beta testing on those different platforms. Um, I'm also, you know, we're also trying to see if there's other news outlets. Um, there's going to be um, a few articles um, published about us, but um, we have different um, avenues for getting the word out, but if there's any suggestions that, that you have, Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would definitely encourage everybody to sign up for this app. I mean, for right now, it's free, right? So there's no downside yeah. to, to, to signing up. Um, are you guys going to have a store where we can like buy stuff? Because that's always fun. Yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that's that's eventually on our in our business model. Um, so we're hoping that uh, that will be able to be launched probably within the next six months. Yeah, by the summertime, I think we could have something um, in the app store. And Michael's really working hard to have it available for both Android and iOS. Um, so for this open beta test, and Michael, feel free to speak more to this. Do you want to just um, talk about that? Yeah, for the um, open beta test that's coming up, it is going to be available on uh, Android and iOS. Um, for the closed, it was just iOS only. So we're really excited to be able to open up to Android users as well. And um, yeah, definitely we are going to be releasing uh, paid content as well. Like the the main app is going to be, it's going to continue to be free. We're always going to have some free content so anybody can use it. Um, but we're going to be adding, you know, stores so we can, so people can uh, buy additional like meditations or things that they're interested in or, or courses, you know? So um, yeah, we're really excited about that. Hopefully by this summer. Yes. Yeah. 
And that'll be no problem for Michael just to throw in an e-commerce store. Easy, easy. Easy. Um, all right. So could you guys talk a little bit about the idea of resiliency, what it is, and why it's so important? Yeah. Do, you, do any of you want to speak to that? Um, yeah, so I think for anyone, um, it, that resiliency doesn't necessarily come naturally to people. Um, it's not, I mean, for some it does. Sometimes it is natural. You're kind of born with that sort of capability to cope with stress easily and overcome obstacles and not be deterred and um, kind of just push forward. Um, but for some it takes more work and um, part of our app is giving people the skills and access to those skills essentially and also educating them on those skills which does help um, build resiliency if you're able to cope with your distress understand you know sit with your feelings understand what you're feeling and manage those in a healthy way then that is you're building resiliency you're able to focus on your life function in life and um, do good work at your job um and kind of move forward yeah and a big piece of the app that we had all talked about in the beginning was providing education you know we are nurses we all like research we all like best practices we like all we all like evidence-based practice but sometimes words are thrown around that we don't actually know what they mean so when we talk about burnout it's really it's really composed of um you know compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma or secondary trauma and for nurses, they are like, I, I'm not, I don't experience trauma. I didn't witness trauma. You know, I was a nurse at the bedside. However, you just saw something that, you know, no one else has ever seen before. And no one has given you the space to process it. You have to compartmentalize it and move to the next patient. And that's just the nature of our daily shifts, right? That it, it doesn't mean that we don't care, that we don't do anything, that we don't, we're not, this is why we became nurses. But it's the day after day, shift after shift, things that we witness, we feel, we hear, we see, that we just keep absorbing in. And if we don't find a space to let it out and process it, then we build up and we get burnt out and we, we don't wanna go to work. And the compassion satisfaction is down and the compassion fatigue is up and we're leaving wherever we're practicing at. But being able to provide nurses with, oh, so that's what that is. That's why I'm feeling that. Like, it's okay for me to be angry that, you know, something just happened or I just, you know, I just witnessed or I heard something like that. It's normal to feel this way. Like, I'm not a bad person. And to be able to give them the space. Okay, well, let's process that. Just like what Jillian was saying, let's figure out how we process it and how do we then move on and grow and continuously move forward in our work, in our practice, in our lives. Yeah, and this, and this doesn't discount, you know, therapy because therapy is also very important for some. They're going to have higher needs and that will be something they need. But the, the app is also able to support that process. Um, you know, you learn a lot of these skills when you're in therapy and, you know, they teach mindfulness. They teach um, deep breathing exercises to, to cope um, with distressing um, symptoms that someone's having. So, um it can be useful for a variety of people in many different situations. 
Yeah, I think that vicarious trauma is really important too, because I, and a lot of times you don't realize that it's happening. Like, yeah, you know, I just take for granted. You know, I work neuro ICU, so people died. You know, traumatic injury. Like, you know, and it's just kind of like an everyday at work. You know, whereas I'd come home and I'd tell stories, and my family was like horrified. You know, they couldn't handle it, so they like we couldn't talk about what I did. So I didn't have any outlet for. 20 years. Um, but I also think there's an aspect of either you deal with it or you almost get bullied, like if you're sensitive about it, you know, or you get yeah. tossed out of the unit. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I definitely think that there's that's um, there's a level of truth there for, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we're so passionate about what we're doing, because um, one of our main goals, too, is is really to destigmatize this um, culture of being tough all the time, having a brave face all the time, being superhuman all the time, it's really not realistic. And and just like Kathy mentioned, I mean, you know, we're we're all human. We all face these different levels of burnout and it's just something we've never talked about before in the hospital or in healthcare situations and healthcare industries. So um so ultimately um that's our main goal. We really want to destigmatize um you know, seeking health, uh, seeking mental health and see seeking self care, because uh, as you know, we all need support systems. And to your point, Katie, if we're not able to decompress with our loved ones outside of the hospital, how else um, can we find these outlets? Um, so so I think it's really important to um, change that narrative. Yeah, because even at work, it's it's just kind of like, like I said, if you bring this stuff up at a meeting, people will think you're kind of wimpy or something. So you, you can't do it at work. You can't do it at home. Like, you know, where are you going to do it? And even, so Katie, oh, sorry, go ahead, Julia. Uh, so even in nursing school, that's, that's, that's they teach oh, yeah. you. Uh, for for yep. many, that's how many, not everyone is, you know, taught that. But for many ner young nurses, that's how they feel. They feel like they can't express that they're overwhelmed, that they, they already feel burnt out, that, you know, they're sad or they're having these feelings even to their professors. Um, so they're starting off that way. And then they don't know any other, you know, you don't know anything else. And they just think it's supposed to be like this. So it's, it's, we, we kind of have to change it from the beginning, not after the fact. And I was just also going to add that for many nurses too, bringing it to their colleagues on their units, they don't want to burden them because they're, they're going through the same thing that they're, I'm going through. So I don't want to burden you anymore because I know you're having a tough day. So you don't need to take on my tough day too. And that, you know, that, that really, again, puts people in that box of, I have no one to, I, I got no one to share with. Like I, I, and that's why we say, you know, you need to find your tribe. And we're hoping that we're part of your tribe, you know, that come, come and use the app, you know, once a day, twice a day, just to connect with our voice. You know, hear us talk to you, hear us say that during one of our meditations, if you've had a really tough day, a really bad shift, you know, Jillian does a great uh, meditation where she tells people to, to put that stuff in a box and leave it there. I mean, so we can relate when we use terminology that nurses are used to of where they have pretty much absorbed most of their stress for the day, which was during the shift or the, 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 the practice or the place that they were in that day caring for someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I don't, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I go was ahead. just going to say, I do want to add to what Kathy said in terms of our community. Um, we do have, um, you know, for our community, there's several uh, questions that we ask. So um, a lot of uh, questions that, that are meant to 
remote insightful conversations. And uh, I was feeling like I, I was having a rough week this past week. And one of the questions in our community says, um, what, what do you do in the face of hardship or what do you do when you encounter hardship? And I just saw that question, read all the answers from all the nurses there and I, I felt so much better. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I really like, you know, we really wanna be that tribe for everyone. If, if you need um, someone to talk to, we really want to be that support that nurses really need, so. Yeah, because I think it's important to normalize that vicarious trauma because, you know, like I said, right now it's more kind of like, you know, you're those are the wimpy people that, uh, you know, can't tolerate or can't take it. And that's so wrong and it's caused so much damage uh, to all of us, um, you know, just absorbing it. And I don't think people recognize that, you know, just taking on somebody else's story, like you don't have to see, you know, guts and brain spilling out everywhere to have trauma. You could just be in a med surge unit listening to somebody's story and taking that on. And it's, it is a burden, like it's, you take on a lot of stuff there and you just need a, that space. So you need like a safe space to, to let it go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So what kind of strengths do you think you each bring um, to this business? And do you guys have like a certain preference that you all like to, to work in? Like is somebody just the meditation person? Like, is that just Jillian or you guys kind of spread it out all over? No, I think we, uh, we've been kind of working that out as we go, like role-wise as the company has changed because, um, you know, we're small still and we've had a lot of changes happen over time. But yeah, I am, I'm definitely, you know, most, I'm interested in the content, of course, because that's kind of what I'm, I'm finishing up school for and, you know, what I'm going to be working in and what I know the most about. Um, so that, you know, intrigues me and I am constantly learning new things. So I kind of bring that to the group and, you know, ask them what they think. And I post a lot on Instagram about, you know, these things um, to try and spread this sort of education, um, psycho ed, I guess you could say in a way. Um, and also I do, you know, help with sort of the graphics and kind of marketing side of things in that way. Um, but I also feel like we all kind of just pitch in here and there whenever it's needed because right now it's we're so small, so we're just kind of combining forces. Um, but I'll let Charlene and Kathy speak to that. Yeah, I, I agree with um, what Jillian said. I think that all of us really bring a lot of unique um, skills and um, and you know a lot of unique things to the table. I you know I think it's just so. Um, serendipitous that we all came together because I seriously like how often is it that you find like a group of nurses or a team of people to just come together and build something for and it's really hard you know pursuing a company is really hard so you really need people who are dedicated and it's just we've been so fortunate to have this great team here and um, and I would just say for myself um, I do I do um, feel really passionately about self-care and um, I do think that that I bring a lot of that passion to the table and um, and just in terms of my background from from leadership, I do have this unique perspective just in terms of um, how we might be able to bring this into healthcare organizations, but um, but also just trying to see how we can incorporate that into when it comes to leadership. And um, and of course, with um, being a Johnson & Johnson Nurse Innovation Fellow, I'm, 
I'm really um, hoping to leverage that platform since um, since this uh, this company is my main project for the fellowship as well. So hoping to to see what I could do in terms of um, partnering with J&J or leveraging that platform. Um, yeah. I would say Charlene yeah. click our fearless leader. <laughs> so I think we're all heads up, she heads up the team so that's for sure yeah, and I, I you know I don't think you know but we all have three different backgrounds like we weren't well oh, yeah Charlene um, she started out in nursing originally but she's got such a um, a great wealth of experience in her background but Jillian and I were not nurses from like 17 we had different careers yeah. So we bring that experience to the table as well, uh, in addition to our nursing knowledge and our subject matter um, content. So yeah. I think that's what also makes us pretty unique. Yes. Um, the different yeah. backgrounds that we bring to the table. Yeah, that's a good good point, Kathy. Yeah, I great. often forget yeah. about my past career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so unique. It's how, how often <laughs> yeah, how often do you find like nurses with so many skills? It's It's just so amazing. And and Michael, do you want to also, you know, obviously Michael brings so much to the table with his um, technical expertise. And um, Michael, do you also want to speak more to um, the, you know, the contributions that you bring? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, of, of course, my main contribution is, you know, to the actual development of the app, you know, coding. So, um, I mean, other than just the, the the technical side, though, you know, I have been uh, meditating uh, daily for for several years, and so it's actually really exciting for me to be able to combine, you know, like my uh, passion for developing apps and and everything with also like meditation and bringing that to a, a population that really needs it, you know. Uh, so it's been really exciting for me uh, working on this team. I think that's unique for us because, you know, often, so here are three nurses looking at wellness and here is someone who does app development and we wouldn't speak a common language, right? However, our common language is, is wellness, self-wellness. Mm -hmm. So we're able to speak to Michael and, or he can share like, and he can tell us things that we understand. Oh, okay. We might not know the technical coding writing part, but he can share things with us and we say, okay, we can understand, okay, that's not, we can't do that right now. That's eventually we'll get to that, right? Okay, great. Let's put that on, let's put that on our to-do list. That's something you want to do. Or he's, or he'll say, no, we can do that. We just need to do this. I need this from you. And so being able to speak someone else's language outside of your discipline is extremely important when you start a company. And so I think the fact that the three of us, you know, I'm, I always share this with the group, you know, I'm the oldest of the group. I'm, and, you know, so, so being tech savvy, you know, I was a, an adopter, not a native, right? Uh, uh, I'm an immigrant, not a native. Um, but I do know, cause I think maybe I've got young, ch younger children. So I try to stay in the know. Right. And, but we, we all kind of the three of us, meaning when I thought Charlie and Jillian, we do have a different understanding of, you know, who uses what? What is social media? How do you do this? And and our it and being able again to be able to talk to Michael and to be able to get our our ideas across. So he's not spending all this time wasted time of like developing a code and then come back like no, we, that's not what we're talking about. So that I think is really important when you are starting a business and you have someone who is part of your team or you're trying to engage with who doesn't speak your language that you've got to figure out, well, how do I navigate and talk to this person so that we don't waste each other's time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very, very patient with us. 
<laughs> yeah, we have big ideas all the very time. Very grateful, very grateful for Michael. <laughs> That's funny. How did you guys meet Michael? Oh, oh, <laughs> so, so uh, Michael is actually we we know each other um, personally because um, he's actually my soon-to-be brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, and and Michael, uh, do you want to speak to your connection with nursing as well? Oh yeah, uh, my fiance, who is uh, Charlene's sister, she was a psychiatric nurse for uh, eight years at UCLA. So, um, you know, obviously, I don't have any uh, personal experience with, with nursing or anything, but I have heard many stories <laughs> over the you years. You have vicarious so, trauma yeah. too. <laughs> well, <laughs> second, <laughs> vicarious, vicarious, you know. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, so what do you think, guys think are some of the, the biggest challenges of working in a group? Because uh, it can be very, very difficult. And, it, you know, you guys started out with a much bigger group and, you know, saw people kind of lose interest or lose momentum and that kind of stuff. Or maybe they just didn't have enough money to keep going on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think, say, oh, sorry, go ahead, Julian. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, I mean, I think, of course, life <laughs> is very busy. We're all working. Um, our, At um, school, Julian. Oh, yeah, school. So, and then, of course, you know, Kathy has kids. So, you know, life is busy. So, you know, finding ways to balance everything and then also meet goals and, um, keep on top of, of these things is, is hard, but I think we've done a good job. You know, we, with our meetings, we've like set those in stone um, and we meet every week. So I think without that, that would make a, a, we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't do that. And, and I would just say too, um, since we're all working remotely, uh, it is a different, it's a different challenge because you know, managing a team when you're remote is very different than uh, managing a team or working with a team when you're all in person. Um, so it's been a unique, it's been unique in that way, but I've actually, I actually think that we've come together, um, you know, really well and, and actually collaborating remotely. And and we, we set our communications up throughout the week if we need to reach out to each other. And, and just like Jillian said, we have our standing meetings. Um, but I, I think we've actually done a really good job communicating despite all being in different places, you know, we're in three different states among the four of us. So it's, and you know, so it's been a really, it's been really two interesting. <laughs> two, and we're on two coasts. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, yep. I, I think, you know, I definitely think our group was the typical group when you did the, you know, of how, how groups form, how teams form, you know, there was that period where we, st and I think we're still getting to know each other. You know, we've only known each other for a year. And we're still getting to know each other and all the different aspects and the things that we bring to the table. But um, I, I think that the four of us collectively, our passion and our goal is to help others, you know, not only to help ourselves, but to help others. And I think that's what drives us to always, you know, do what we have to do. So Jillian and I are on the East Coast and Michael and Charlene are on the West Coast. So, you know, meeting on a Sunday night at seven o'clock, you know, for 48 weeks out of so far out of this year, you know, that takes a lot of dedication for all of our parts because it's the middle of the afternoon on a Sunday when it could be gorgeous in California and you know, they have to come to a meeting. So I think it, it really that, that that's a challenge. I'm going to say that's our challenge. And 
and I, I'm usually like in bed by nine o'clock. So sometimes our meetings are really late. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, the one eye is over. I think the one day I really fell asleep on them in the middle of our meeting. I was like so tired. Yeah. But you know, but it's it, it's what needed to be done. It was it's what needed to um to get to the next step. Like how did we have to figure out to get to the next step? Like what were the pieces that we needed to bring next week to the table or, or work on? So that was yeah, I, I'm going to say that. I think also, <laughs> I mean, I also think flexibility um, yeah. and kind of meeting people where, where they're at, you know, stepping up if someone needs help, like just being open about those things. I mean, I think just being upfront about how people are doing and kind of checking in, um, you know, we're promoting this app about wellness, so we kind of have to do the same thing, like checking with ourselves, checking with each other. Um, so that I think is huge as well. So, um, and you can answer this or not answer this, but one, I wanna say the progress that you've made in a year is absolutely astounding. It's incredible. Um, and, you know, cause we get a lot of students that get frustrated after like three or four weeks and they haven't made any money. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like that, that, you know, when you go into business, it's something that it's a labor of love, especially that first year where maybe you don't, maybe you don't even break even the first year. So have you guys self-funded this yourself or is this, are you getting grants from people or, and what is kind of like your break-even uh, time period? Uh, do you want to go ahead, uh, Kathy? <laughs> so I'm just going to say from the business plan that I, that I, that I'm part of that I'm working on, um, we don't expect to break even or start to make any money until year three. And we're well aware of that fact because of what we're doing, what we're developing. Yep. Um, we are all self-funded. We, we haven't gotten any grants yet. And we're more than happy to accept any donations <laughs> that anyone would like to invest in our company. If any of nurses up there who are listening who would like to, to invest in us, we're more than happy to have a discussion with you. Um, but this is something that we're really, I'm going to say, I, I can't, you know, I, it sounds so corny. And it sounds like, oh my God, they're just, you know, they're they're trying to promote their thing. But this is really our life's work. You know, not only with this, the, the app and the company that we're building and the things that are going beyond the app, but in our own personal lives, these are things that we do to help others. And so it's just taking what we've done or what we do in our full-time job and now put it into a company that eventually we hope will be our full-time job. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just like to set expectations because there's so many people out there that they think they're just going to start a business and a couple of weeks later it's going to generate money and it's just ridiculous. So, but did did you guys have any idea what you were going into when you started this? Nope, and I think we're nope. still right and we're still, <laughs> we're still uncovering different things every week. Like really every week there's like something new that could pop up, but it's been such a fun like, you know, it's so fun. I don't know. I think it's really fun. It could be kind of crazy, but but I think that it's it's really cool to actually build something that you that you're so passionate about and that and you could build from the bottom up and that's like one of my favorite things to do anyways um, as a nurse and and I think it's just so amazing to be able to be on a team with people who are like minded and who also care about building the same product um, from the ground up in the best way possible. So um, so it's been a really really fun and and um, you could all speak to how your thoughts on how it's been in terms of the journey with entrepreneurship. 
I have to say that I think that we have been really outside of the box thinking, uh, even in the way that we've been doing things in our company. Um, you know, we have been very fortunate to be working with partners at the UC Berkeley School of Law and to help us with our, some of our legal aspects of our company, as well as the Santa Clara School of Law. Um, so, and being able to tap into other resources, um, you know, people who hear about us and they want to talk to us and um, they want to know more about us and then being able to connect us to the next person. So utilizing all of, we're starting to utilize um, some of our own networks, but then people hear about us or see about us and really just getting in front of people to talk to them, right? It's it's all about talking and telling them what we're doing and and why we're doing it and and and, and you know, and you have to have a plan, right? We're just not like thinking, okay, next year we're going to make X, you know, we know that we have a plan and the plan is, it, we all realize the plan is going to be tough for us over the next two to three years. However, we know that in two to three years, we're going to have this amazing company and this really great product that is really, I said in the beginning, we're going to revolutionize the way that nurses provide self-care or have self-care or take care of themselves, whatever you want to call it. But we are revolutionizing this. I, my God, you have to lead with a vision and that is amazing. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, all right. So, you know, kind of rounding up the hour here, what is your roadmap look like uh, over the next couple of years? Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to learn a lot after we launch our open beta test and, um, as we mentioned earlier, that's going to come up in May. Um, we really aim to launch our um, official app in the App Store by the summer of this year. And then um, as we get, um, you know, individual users on the app, we will, um, we will look in, into partnering with schools and with um, hospitals, um, you know, hopefully over the remainder of, of this year and um, towards the end of this year to see what those partnerships can look like. And then... Um, and then just really branching off from there. So, so I think that that's our main goal for this upcoming year. And I think just depending on how how things go, the feedback we receive, the partnerships that we can make, we could um, determine our next move from there. But, um, but ultimately, we you know in the in the long term, we want to expand our app to other healthcare professionals, um, and then you know of course to to different schools and programs. And so. Um, and interestingly, there's been also a lot of international interest in, in what we're doing. Um, we had an article that was written about us by Johnson & Johnson. And um, there were, you know, Johnson & Johnson is an international platform, but we actually had uh, a lot of different um, people from a lot of different countries who visited our website. And so that's another um, way that we are going to think about expanding moving forward um, once we have some of our other um, items in place. But Awesome. Yeah, it'd be great to connect nurses worldwide. All right, so if somebody wants to uh, participate in this beta program, what do they need to do? So if anyone's interested, they could just, they could visit our website first and foremost, and um, you could visit us either at www.wellnurseapp.com or you could visit us at, uh, we are rerunning to Fifth Window, our new name, but they could also visit us at www.fifthwindow.com. And we're going to have the instructions there for how to sign up. But right now we have a button that says join beta test. So you could you could just sign up with your interest there at the moment. And then we're going to email everyone with more information on how to join and with the exact um, link and and different ways um, in which they could participate. So so in the coming weeks, there'll be more information about that. All right. Awesome. Any last words uh, before we sign off? 
we're just um, really we're just really excited and and fortunate to have nurses like you who have been paving the way for nurses like us who want to be entrepreneurs and innovative um, and inviting us to your platform to share and get our message out. So thank you for having us this afternoon. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Kate. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, everybody, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye.